Come on, Jake. It's only your life. Are you trying to say Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? Should have got the live chicken. She for, she forgot that she remembered, but she remembered. <laughs> yes. Yes. If that makes sense. It's totally remember. Oh man. Hey, welcome everybody to the Bookish Podcast. This it's, is episode ten. Ooh yeah. I this like is this. a milestone. It is. It is. It's fantastic. Uh, fantastic. And no. Some what? Fant- <laughs> <laughs> and for episode ten, we brought back our lovely friends. Do you want to be Roots and Bulb, or would you want to be both? Lynn? AKAs. I like. I like AKA. that she's got a, also a nickname and an alias. I Ooh. like both. Yeah. So like yeah, Lynn, alias. Roots and Bulb. Lynn, AKA Roots and Bulb. Yeah. Boom. That's good. She's back. But we're not broadcasting from Esplanade. We're off of West Esplanade. Ooh, Bourbon Street. Cha- That's how. That was the original up. lyric, right? Bourbon Street. And West Esplanade. <laughs> yeah, and then they yeah. they cut it out during editing. Yeah. Right. They had to. They had to. It didn't flow that well. That was the B side. Yeah. Welcome back, Liz. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I'm excited. I get to be on the other side of the mic this time. Yes. We are in JP, Jefferson Parish, home of the Parish President Special. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> you know what that is? We do not, but oh. maybe you'll tell us. Well... <laughs> If you buy one pair of Calvin Klein's, <laughs> you get a 17-year-old guy off. Allegedly. 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 That was it, though. Is that a good special? I think that's a great special. If, no, I don't know. That's a bad special to each their own, right? I shouldn't have it happens. said anything. No, do what you got to do. No, you you baited me into that one. You said bait. <laughs> All right, so for episode 10 for this bookish podcast, we're going to do some, I'd say it's stories about ghosts. I don't know if you call it ghost stories, because yeah. I'm not going to be like holding the mic up to my chin and with a with a fla- or a flashlight going, ooh, you know, stuff like that. But You do have a porch light behind you, yeah. like a spotlight. Ooh. Look good. You look like you're on a stage. There is a, yeah, there's a lot of lights coming in my face from Lakeside. So, but this is something that you've now learned that you kind of like. You kind of like being able to broadcast, yeah. right? Oh yeah, I'm a little comfy. You've this never comfy done this place. in your life. No. Yeah. This is uh this is it's great. The tenth you. time. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to get into it? I want to. I want to crack or some no. beers. Crack it. And face some fears. Ooh. Oh, are we facing fears? Yeah. You might. Oh. Let me ask you guys a question. Did you know that the devil? Lived in New Orleans? What? No, I did not. Well, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this is story number one. It takes place at the address of 1319 St. Charles Avenue in the 1820s. So according to the story, this was just a grass lot. And the devil decided, hey, I'm gonna build a house there. So overnight, boom, there's a mansion according to the story. And he built it for his mistress named Madeline Freno. But his mistress also was really bored because 
What do you think Lucifer does? Do you think he just hangs out all day, or do you think he goes and does work everywhere? He's you know probably I mean? at, like a, at a speakeasy at you know nine a.m. A lot of conventions. Yeah. Isn't he the president of the Sewerage and Water Board, though? Ooh. I think he's busy. Ooh, boom. <laughs> so, the devil's away a lot, okay? And she gets jealous. So, while she's bored and lonely, guess what she does? She finds another lover. No. The devil's mistress? Yeah. So, the story goes is she's not, you know, the sharpest tool in the shed <laughs> because who would double cross the devil, you know? Right. So this guy was named. Yeah, this guy was named Alcide Cancion. Cancion. Alcide. No, no. Alcide. Yeah, Alcide. Definitely Alcide. Alcide Cancion. Yeah. Alcide. Yeah. Don't get off my. It was mouth. no. It was uh, True Blood. That's how I know Alcide. Oh, Al well, oh, see, he I, was the werewolf one. He was huh? the werewolf one. Yeah, he was. Well, the key obviously, one for I'm sure. not the smartest tool. <laughs> Joe Manganello. Ma Manganello. Mang. Y'all. What'd you think Get about your him? pronunciations right. Sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'll see. I'll see. Conscient. Well, you know, we'll just refer to him as he. So. <laughs> the devil's mistress's lover? Yes. So he, so the devil comes back one night and he's just leaning on a post outside the house waiting for my boy to walk out. Oh, no. And I'm picturing the devil like. He's got a heater in the mouth. Yeah. He's flipping a Zippo, yeah. like, right. tsh, like, showing fire. With his hand. Know? He's not. Yeah, even, yeah. yeah, just snapping. Yeah. So the man walks out. Satan encounters him, and he told this guy straight up that Satan said, "I'm the lover of Miss Freno, but I don't want her anymore because now you got her. So what I want you to do is take her and a thousand dollars, which is this is 1820. I don't know how much that." equates to but you got to leave the city okay there was one condition though he had to refer to himself as Monsieur, and she had to refer to herself as madame l mm. so the man agreed without telling the lady friend he's like yeah a thousand bucks yeah i'll take this girl I'll get out of so the next night at dinner in the house he tells her about it now here's where it gets squirrely because I read two different stories. One story says she was terrified because she realized that the L meant Lucifer. Lucifer. In another story, it said she was delighted and told Cancion they should be together forever. But Cancion laughed at her and said he was bored with her what? and said he wouldn't keep her for a thousand dollars. So either way, <laughs> I know, crazy. This might be the first instance of a devil's threesome. Ooh. Ooh, so, so, devil went down Louisiana. Either, he was looking for a couple of bucks. <laughs> it was in his eyes. He was in the bond. He had a thousand bucks. Oh. I like it. Slap hands. That Knox remix. <laughs> so either way that you read the story, after this was said, she rushed Cancion with a napkin, whipped it around his neck, and strangled him to death. Uh, so in the in the dining room. Straight up gangster. Yeah. So whether or not she hated it or liked or liked it, and then he said, I hate you, either way it ended with her killing him. Yep. So at that moment when when she killed him, the devil appeared. You know what he did? He took her with him. 
He killed her, and he carried both bodies to the roof of the mansion where he ate them. What? This is 1820, like in front of people? Right. Are there eyewitnesses? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Where did this story come from? Listen, I'm just telling you what people have in folklore, okay? Okay, folklore of New Orleans. Yeah. Okay, cool. This is a nice little myth, you know, urban legend. I don't know. There could have been somebody sitting on the street. You we gotta realize go to that, that house. So it's what was the could, address again? It's not. Well, I'll get to that. Oh. From that time, since the devil did that, his head was fixated on the roof, and it had blood dripping from his mouth. And this is from eyewitnesses. So, for years afterwards, like I said, Orle- Orleanians used to pass by and stare up at the roof, and they'd see Lucifer, Lucifer's head in the front of the house with blood dripping down his face. And the only reason it was like that is because it said in the forgotten rage of what he did, he shouldn't have worked in the full of the moon. So I guess he punished himself. I don't know who would have punished him because he is Lucifer. I don't know who's above Lucifer, but that's the way the legend reads. (laughs) Maybe. So God came to New Orleans too? Yeah. Haven't you watched Preacher? Yeah. Have you seen God Friended Me? No. Oh, it seems awful. <laughs> I've not seen it. So, I've not seen God for so the but here's the deal. Even after that instance, the drama in the dining room continued, repetitive, night after night. It was the same thing. Chandeliers going, candles going. You can see figures of the madam and Monsoor, and they're eating. And she would rise up in a fury and strangle him. And she would find her hands drenched in blood. She didn't know what to do. And all of a sudden, she'd fade from view. And that was it. But night after night, it was reenacted. And this was told by families who lived in the mansion after this instant. Why were these people still living in that mansion? People went, no, after the devil was done. Yeah, it was. It was empty, right? It was empty. So people bought the mansion, not knowing what was going on. But why would you stay there? I would, would you stay there after one night of that? So, most families... Depends on what kind of party it's done. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, Devil's Mansion oh, sounds wow. like a swingers club. <laughs> Many families tried to live in the Devil's Mansion, but no one could endure the drama, obviously. So, But there was one family that stayed for a length of time, which his name is Charles Lorendon. He was the husband of the daughter of General P.G.T. Beauregard. Oh. The husband of the daughter? What? Yeah, so general, so oh, PGT's so uh, son-in-law. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. So they couldn't bear the ghastly manifestations. They stopped doing it. And even one lady who lived after him said that they just stopped going in the room completely. For some reason, they thought it was still cool to stay in the house. But not in the dining room. But just don't go in the dining room at night. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it, bro. So for a number of years... The mansion remained unoccupied after that point. And in 1930, the mansion was demolished. 1930? Okay, so it was up there for 110 years. 110 years, years. around that time. Wow. Because no one would live in a residence where shades of Lucifer's mistress and Mansoor, and where the freaking devil's head was seen on the front of the house with blood coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Wow. That might run me off. So, that's the end of the story, but now that 
location is the Maison St. Charles Hotel. And oh. I looked at it on Google Earth and it says 1319 St. Charles Avenue. Wow. So they, at least they ripped down the house. Oh, they destroyed built. the whole thing and rebuilt. Maison St. Charles. I've never Maison. heard of it. I've never until, heard of it either. But this is a pretty interesting story because I don't even know if I'd want to stay there knowing all that. I kind of want to do that. Yeah, I kind of want to stay there. I what would you do if you stayed there but, and you saw Okay, so did Satan file like permit work or their floor plans somewhere in the yeah. depths of the New Orleans permits department? Well, no, at that time they were under federal investigation again. <sighs> or I'm sorry, that was the first federal investigation. <laughs> <laughs> One of thousands. I, I wonder if the hotel acknowledges that. That's good. All right. I loved it. You like that? Was it interesting? It was the, one of the best stories I've heard about New Orleans. Especially well, if it was... There's two more. And he pulled the bow across the strings and it made an evil hiss. And then a band of demons joined in and it sounded something like this. All right. So. Can I say this real quick? Sure. It's no. so distracting. The mic oh, yeah. fuzz. My, it's in the, they kind of they morph into each other, right? What do you want me do? to do? Yeah, there's such I a, don't know where one cool. ends and the other begins. <laughs> we have a fur. Quit talking about my penis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one's called Griffin House. What? A.K.A. My version. Blessed Union of Souls. She likes me for me. Not Anyway, so the second story is Griffin House. What I call it is Blessed Union of Souls, and you'll figure that out. So, at 1447 Constant Street, I believe this is the Lower Garden District, between St. Charles and Chapitulis, south of US 90, stands a mansion still there. I don't know if it's the outer frame that's still there, the guts have been completely revamped, but it might still be the outer frame. This mansion was built in the 1860s. It was originally called the Griffin House because it was built by a man named Adam Griffin. And this was in Civil War times, so um, he only lived in this thing. He built it in the 1860s. He lived in it a couple months, but then he had to flee because the Union Army was heading down here and he didn't want to be captured and whatever which is crazy. He built this whole freaking house. This house is like 3,200 square feet. Um, it may have been added on to later, but mm -hmm. 3,200 square feet back in 1820s, no, I mean, that's a pretty serious house. So what the Union Army did at that time was they took over houses that big and used them as barracks. So this is one of the houses that the Union Army took over and the soldiers stayed there. So, Cause they like, this house got a lot this of fucking got rooms. got a lot of room, dude. <laughs> We could fit about 1,400. Y'all saw this kitchen? Yeah. We they got make, two kitchens. We could make so much soup to feed our armies. Right. So, some of the first soldiers to occupy this house kept hearing clanging chains coming from the attic. So, they were like, when they first got in, they heard clanging chains. They're like, what is going on? So, they walked upstairs and discovered that several slaves were shackled to the walls. Oh my gosh. Some of them were already dead. Some of them were nearly dead. Ugh. They found these, these slaves that at the point that they were almost dead, they had maggots oh. in their wounds. But actually, so they're probably- So fuck you, Griffin. Yeah. Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> so 
<laughs> so the soldiers did what they could and they, they sent those remaining slaves that were alive, they sent them to the hospital. We don't know, the infirmary, I guess. We don't know if they lived or not, but they took them and tried to take care of them. Right. After that, the house became shelter to both Union soldiers and prisoners of war. So I guess the Union soldiers would watch over whoever. So at that time, there were two Confederate soldiers that deserted their army and they dressed in Union uniforms. What? And they were looting the area. So they were dressed as Union soldiers. They were trying to, yeah, they were probably just looting stuff and nobody would fire out because they don't look like Confederates. They look oh, like they fit in. Yeah. Well, they were captured. They were caught looting. And at that time, it didn't matter what side you're on. The sentence was death. You steal from people, you're donezo. I mean. Like right there? Not right there. No, you had to be tried. Like if they probably had to bring witnesses in and all that stuff. Okay. This is just according to the story. I'm not, fact check me. So these two guys that are caught, they try to convince everyone like, no, 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 man. We're really in the Union Army and we're going to sing this song. And so they tried to sing songs of the Union Army and they uh, eventually the guys were like, no, this is bull crap. And they found out that they were gonna get sentenced to death. So what they did was there was a guard in front of the house and they bribed him, I don't know with what, they bribed him with, with something and got two pistols, okay? So they could off themselves because they wanted, they'd rather kill themselves than be sent, like go to a trial, be sentenced and be killed by somebody else. This is still at Griffin's house? Yeah. Okay. So they're prisoner in the house. So they're prisoner in the house. Okay. And they tried to get the Union soldiers to feel bad for him. So some of them did, and they gave him like whiskey and other things. And they were like, yeah, we feel bad for you. But then they find out that they're like, no, you guys are really Confederate soldiers. You lied to us. Right. And now you're sentenced to death. And we got to keep you here until you go to your sentencing. Right. But they, they suckered one in and gave him two guns. So they went to it. They bribed the guy like, dude, just give us two pistols. We don't want to go through this. Just let us kill ourselves. Okay. So the guy, so that night, these two laid side by side on the bed, kind of intimate, not really. They each placed a revolver over the other guy's heart and said, one, two, three, boom. Whoa. So two shots, one time, bam. And there was no, after that, no sounds, but just drip, drip, dripping blood everywhere. Because I guess they shot each other right in the heart, boom, you know, right. blood's going everywhere. So. They said there was so much blood that it eventually seeped through the floor and got inside the walls and seeped down to the, the bottom floor. Crazy, second floor, second floor shooting, obviously. Right. So here's the best part, or here's the upcoming part. Okay. And this is all happening <laughs> within like a week span? Uh, it doesn't say. Okay, okay. I'm sure it was pro it was probably a couple months because they were kind of hanging around and being prisoners of war until like somebody wanted to do something with them. Right. They had long enough time to make friends. That's very true. Yeah. And get, wait, guns. Wait a minute. It didn't matter why they got the guns. You give prisoners guns. What the crap? Yeah, well, he like, bribed them. I don't. Oh, he like was like, we promised to kill ourselves. We promised. We promised. We, we promised. Promise we're not going to use them on you guys to get out. Hey, they were loyal, weren't they? I guess they were. <laughs> I mean, that seems like poor planning, though. So, fast forward. 1900s. War's over. Slavery abolished. 
1900 New Orleans, okay? You're right. At this time, after the fact, this, this house was now used as a bunch of commercial properties. So there were multiple people um, who leased the house, I guess, or bought the house. Right. Uh, it was first used as a perfume bottling company. And there also was a union hiring hall that they used this house for. Um, there was the the next owner who bought it. He built air conditioners, but for some reason, he disappeared from the home and never returned. Huh. Who's to say? But during this period, there were several reports hearing the singing soldiers and marching boots. And you know what they were singing? My anaconda don't want none of No. You, it was it sir mix a Sorry, I had to. It was getting too intense. It was. <laughs> no. They were singing, they were heard singing the battle hymn of the republic which was glory glory hallelujah so the s union song so the union the song the union soldiers okay. yes yes because wow. the guys were trying to pretend like that they were union soldiers so they're like we know your songs and right. we're going to oh, yeah. yeah okay okay so the people who lived in the house after right. that's what they heard they heard marching boots and that song so because the oh. blood is within the walls. There were also reports of screams and groaning accompanied by the sound of clanging chains coming from the attic. That's a lot Ooh. of that's a lot of evil energy in there, man. And many that's, people no. who that's passed no. by reported seeing the two soldiers staring out the second floor window. Ooh. I like how these stories have people like, I saw him in the window. So, in the nineteen thirties. This house became a lamp factory. Like I said, there's a lot of commercial properties rolling through there. One night, one of the workers stayed to clean up. He was alone on the second floor when the door swung open. And what he heard was somebody marching into the room, okay? But he couldn't see anything. He just heard it. And then a moment later, there was a second pair boom 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 and then he heard laughter and he heard the whistling of the battle hymn oh geez and he stood there for a minute what year is and this? he was like 1930. oh god he stood there for a minute and he was like screw this noise i'm out of here <laughs> and ran the hell out of the house these are all recollections so a this smart, is like a smart person yes so this Good. is Good so another instance the two these two new owners went to the house and they arrived early for an inspection, so they were going to meet somebody there, but they got there early. So nobody else is in the house. Suddenly, a huge block of cement flew down the stairs and almost killed them. What? Block of cement? Like, like, a, a, like a cinder block. Oh, Just geez. boom, came down the stairs. And they've never seen the cinder block before, and they wondered how it got in the house because the house wasn't built with cinder blocks. Right. So they were like, well... I don't know why they did this. I guess because, you know, what else do you have to do in freaking 1930 or 40? So they walked up the stairs. Hey, let's go investigate. No. <laughs> see? So. At worst, some cinder blocking <laughs> fool 
The right fool is up there, yeah. right? <laughs> so they went up there. Nobody was there. And the windows and doors were closed shut. Oh, my God. Oh, Boom. my God. There was like a cinder block? Like no. Cinder block throwing ghosts. Yeah. So after all these commercial tenants kept renting or leasing or buying the property and leaving, it was finally turned into a boarding house. So, so they turned it into like apartments, like, like apartments. Okay. So like people could, yeah. So this one time, a they widow, had a lot of rooms. Yeah, they had a lot of room. Big place back in back, you know. Right, yeah. So this widow leased out a portion of the second floor. We don't. It doesn't say how big. So one night she was sewing, and a drop of blood fell on her arm. Uh uh. Okay. No. So. I'm already out. She just wiped it away because she's like, oh, I cut myself. You know, she's so, you know, whatever. <laughs> then another drop hit her arm. I got a Sewing so related in injuries does this woman have? And then another drop hit her another arm. Another third time? So she stared at the ceiling. Okay. And blood kept dripping from this one mm -hmm. spot onto her arm. In the second floor. Mm -hmm. She's on the second floor, right? So the she's attic is She's on the second floor, top. so it's from the attic. Mm -hmm. And then she heard someone singing. John Brown's body lies a morning in the oh, grave. Like, no. boom. Crazy. She so heard the like. She's her, She heard the whistling song. She heard him singing. Oh my gosh. So guess what she did? Got the fuck out of there. She ran the hell no, out of the house. What else would you do? <laughs> and it was said, and said when she turned around, she saw two young men in blue uniforms of the Union Army in the upstairs window looking down and smiling at her while she I was running I bet they away. were laughing. Like, they get out of my house. A hilarious prank on that woman. Watch <laughs> this. I'm going to drip blood on this right. lady until she runs away. Uh-huh. And yeah. if that don't do it, my singing will. There you go. We Romeo and Julietted ourselves in this place. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did. They did. Oh. Yeah. A love story. So the there ages. was a patrolman. I saw it. I saw it. Y'all yes. squirrels are throwing shit at us as we speak. No, I don't think it's squirrels. No, that was absolutely I a squirrel. I think it's John Brazzotti. <laughs> 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 Woo! We'll sing it again because it comes up. Oh, shit. Uh, so this patrolman, William Fleming. We got names. I'm telling you, this is, this is what I'm telling you. Now it'd be interesting if, like, if there were no names present, but mm -hmm. these people start. So he remembered visiting the house as a small boy with two other boys and dogs. So it was like three boys and two dogs. They were just roaming. But what, when they went in the house, the second floor was was ripped open. So it was just like floor joists. So you basically had to like balance beam your way across. Okay? So it was like empty and abandoned. Yes. Okay. So when you're a little kid, what do you decide? To, well, not little kid, but when you're 10, you know, you like to explore. Yeah. So what do you do? You balance You me. go walk the joists, right? Yeah. Suddenly, one of the doors swung open and an icy draft blew in. And one of the dogs fell through the door and fell through the floor, excuse me, and was instantly killed, like oh. went through the bottom floor. Oh. And the other one cried and cried. No one told me the dog died in this Well, room. it's just, listen. You're supposed to let people know. If you just tell us to begin with, we're okay. So guess what? Dog falls through, boys and the other dog, boom, they make a run for it. Oh, Fine, the dog dies. But what they heard running out of the house no, don't tell me. was the same song. Da, na, 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 na. 
John Bell's body lies are marching in. See, I was feeling like sympathy for him because they were Romeo and Juliet. Now I'm pissed off at him again. And then they had a second verse. They heard, oh, we'll hang Jeff Davis to a sapple hour tree. Jeff Davis, General, Confederate Army. They were singing that part too? Yeah. He said, oh, we'll hang. The Confederacy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll hang Jeff Davis to a sample hour tree. I didn't know that. Then was Mitch a... will tear down his statue. <laughs> uh, Mitch ain't doing it. No, himself. I heard that. No, it was it was, no, no, it was was no. a foreshadowing. No. <laughs> These are some foreshadowing ghosts. <laughs> These ghosts knew it all, man. It's crazy. <laughs> so, in the 1970s, this neighborhood became really bad run down, torn down. All these beautiful estates were taken over by either like homeless, drug addicts, blah, blah, blah. Down St. Charles? Um, no, this was Constance, oh, Garden oh, District. Okay. okay. That, I mean, still a nice area, but right. it just in the 70s. 1970s, this was just, it's good now, mm -hmm. but. So naturally, the neighborhood was taken. Well, the neighborhood was taken over. So naturally, guess what house got taken over by homeless and drug addicts? So, the Griffin House. The Griffin House. So, but even the addicts and the homeless were haunted by this house. And some of the reports made by the drug addicts, which I mean, how you, who are you gonna <laughs> who are you gonna believe, right? Wait a minute. Wait, what? And this. It's kind. Of, it kind of sounds. This isn't like a very good description, but they said <laughs> that they'd witnessed two men in some kind of police uniforms singing old timey songs. <laughs> now I don't know if you'd understand. I mean, from a homeless and drug addict standpoint, would that be believable? I don't know. But old timey songs, like who the in 1970? It's plausible. Very it's, plausible because yeah. they were so ignorant yes they would not know what the fuck they were singing they would not even know that those were battle hymnals exactly hymnals 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 battle hymns so up until 2015 2016 there were reports of having seen the two soldiers peering at occupants from outside the window at any given level the window again any get so like so the union soldiers level. if you're walking on constant street at this yeah. time you'd see these two figures in the window Jeez. we gotta go see this we got and, to go to this. And How have you known about this and not gone to see yeah. it? I don't know. It's the better question. Yeah, I just knew go about tomorrow. it last night. We're going tomorrow. Oh. We'll bring you with us for Girl. episode Guys, 11. we're bringing you along. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go we're gonna look at check on houses. the Union Soldier. We're going to Blair these, Witch Project windows. video this kind of thing. <laughs> going to Instagram live stream it. <laughs> so, also, at that time, there also were reports of people seeing blood seeping through the ceiling as well as singing voices and marching boots. So you could hear the voices and the boots, boom, 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 boom. But since somebody bought it, I looked this up. Okay. Somebody bought it in 2019. It was completely remodeled at that point, And the people who lived in it now say they haven't heard anything. I'm going there. Hey, we're just excuse gonna, me, wait. sir. We're just gonna stand outside and we're gonna wait for the two figures. So that's it. Yeah. That's it for that story. I have so many crazy? questions for the people who still live. I know. Yeah. You know they heard something. This think, is bullshit. They did. I think that's why they bought it. No. And they're saying no, no, you no know, until they can prove it. You know they're sitting there with their glass of whiskey talking to these dudes. Right. I would. I'd why be like, wouldn't dude, you? Hey, hey. If you knew it, Look, dude, lean into it. Don't haunt me. I'm going to come up to the attic. Let's sit down. You should see the remodeled attic. It looks pretty nice. Like they have, it's on Zillow. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was, 
uh, it, I mean, it was it was up for sale. They remodeled. They the remodeled attic? the attic. Yeah, it's like. Oh no! It's no, like no, no, no. Sm- it's you not go, tall. You go talk. You go hang out up there. I'm sure they do. They have chairs oh, up my there. Gosh. No. Yeah. Let's do it. Can go drink whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I've seen Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, that was yeah. rum, but still liquor. I mean, it's still liquor. Why do we always bring back Pirates of the Caribbean? We? We? I do. Why do I always bring back? Damn it, Cliff. You're an idiot. All right. So that was the end of the second story. Thanks. That was good. Are you still intrigued? Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Are you not entertained? Very entertained. <laughs> to impress you well, I am more than not impressed. which is fantastic i didn't know either of those stories and now i want to go climb into both of those those buildings i'll give you my sheets yes <laughs> she said she was an information thought earlier. yeah <laughs> can you explain can you please describes me yes. can you please yes. define thought <laughs> t-h-o-t yeah Lit. that's you that hoe over there oh lord and if it's about knowledge guilty hey it ain't wrong being a hoe for knowledge no 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 i felt so weird saying that oh but doesn't it feel so right if only they taught us with that language in school i probably would have paid attention a lot more here we go the name of this story is called the ghost who walked the sausage factory. <laughs> Already is weird. So go ahead. And I'm going to call this story. I'm, that's what they call it. I'm going to call it sausage party. <laughs> so this takes place in the French Quarter. Address 725 Ursuline Street. This is almost the corner of Bourbon and Ursuline. And it's a couple blocks off Esplanade. So this woman named Rika Hoffman, this is from the Gumbo Yaya book. She was interviewed by somebody who put it in this book. Her name is Rika Hoffman. She's a New Orleans resident. I do not know if she's still alive. We should probably figure that reach out. Reach out. We'd like to reach out to you, Rika. If you yeah. know Rika Hoffman, let her know. Rika. Rika. Rika Hoffman. Hoffman. Yes. So she remembers the case of the ghost who walked the sausage factory. So what she said was a long time ago before, right before she was born, her mother met a man named Hans Mueller. And she said that her parents and the Mueller's both just uh, immigrated from Germany. Sausage? Yeah, big schnitzels. (laughs) Uh, So this is in the 1800s, okay? What? I don't know if I'm ruining the story. What? He's a famous physicist. No. No, absolutely. There can be another Hans Mueller. Well, well, Roots and Bowl better load that shit up. Boom, this is 1800. Boom. Boom. Is this like the Saint Germain guy you guys talked about? Roots and bitched. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. All right, we'll get back to it. It was too easy. It just, it was right there. Oh, good. Oh, I appreciate that so much. Oh, so good. Okay. Oh. Woo. See, this is what I meant by my brain is too loud. Like, I just shove stuff in so, with no regard. No, he could be, for all he know, he could be related. I have no idea. Right. 
So this guy was a Hans Mueller. Hans Mueller was a hardworking man. Everyday man. Everyday guy. Him and his wife. Yeah, not a physicist. <laughs> him and his wife's wife owned this sausage factory at 725 Ursuline. But while he was working this factory with his wife, he kind of noticed that his wife was being worked to the bone just like he was. And he's like, she's kind of turning old and raggedy. And I'm this is I'm not I'm not being sexist. This is from the store. <laughs> so he's like, this girl's raggedy. So what am I going to do? I'm going to find a young woman. So what he did was he fell in love with this other chick and he got tired of his wife. So one night while his wife was doing her work, he came up behind her and while she was sleep sweeping the floor, he strangled her. What the hell? Yeah. So this is in the factory back. So the, so he had a sausage um, joint in the front factory in the back, okay. like where he grinded all that stuff. Right. So this is in the back room. Grinding more than yeah. sausage. Yeah. First of yeah. First of for all. For sure. So after he killed her, he was like, man, this is exciting. I'm free. But then he's standing over the body and he's like, what the hell do I do with this now? Yeah. I got to get rid of this thing. This so guess what he wife. does? So he was excited about the freedom, not the murder. Yeah. So okay. guess guess what he does with the wife? Puts her in the sausage. Puts her he in the puts sausage her in the sausage grinder. grinder. Boom. <laughs> Nuts. Nothing was left. This woman was absolutely obliterated. Okay. Okay. So now he's happy with the mistress. Doesn't tell her what happened. But he has to keep this relationship a secret because in that day with the neighborhood, all these houses were on top of each other and the neighbors knew everybody. I, there was no freaking Netflix. There was nobody <laughs> stayed inside. Everybody was outside. Everybody played outside. Everybody knew everybody. So they always, but the neighbors were like, what's going on? So what he would do is say like, if the customers in the shop ask, hey, where's, where's your wife? All he would say is, oh, she's ill or she's visiting relatives, etc." Well, the neighbors kind of were like, eh, you know, we haven't seen her for a couple weeks. What's going on? And <clears throat> all of a sudden he comes out one day and he just looks rough. He's tired. He's bloodshot eyes. He's just exhausted. And people started to notice that his meats, the quality of his meats declined. Ooh. So it's just him working by himself. So obviously, you know, the wife was helping. Now he's got to do everything by himself. And he's basically just declining. So the customers begin. So the customers are like, this is terrible. And then they started complaining that there were bits of bone and cloth oh. in the sausages. Oh. Like that's just shoddy craftsman. Yeah. Yeah. You take so, the clothes off. No, his mistress hears this chirp, okay? Uh -huh. and when she, and where what? She hears the chirping, like... When? What do you mean, when? I don't know. The when chirping she... of people. The chirping of people, like oh, chirp, chirp, chirp. Oh. oh, there's bone in the sausage, <laughs> there's this, there's cloth, blah, blah, blah. <coughs> and so she said, I'm where's done with you. I'm not seeing you anymore. Oh, yeah, what's going on? on? Over the poor quality or over the fact that his wife is missing? Over the, like, and wife is missing. Or yeah. Yeah, I think secretly her. she knew that he killed the wife and she was just kind of like, didn't want to be involved in it because then right. yeah. she would be on it. She accomplished. 
Implicate. Yeah. So, Implicate. one night, while he's cleaning up in the back, and he's sitting there thinking, like, what more excuses, what excuses can I come up with now, you know, because people are catching on to me. Like, what can I come up with? All of a sudden, in the back room, he hears, here's a thump around his boiler vat. And it sounded like someone was grinding meat. So he ran back towards the boiler. Guess what he saw? His wife. He saw the ghost of his bloody wife climb out the damn sausage vat slowly. And her head was disfigured. And it was coming towards him with arms stretched out. And she was making these loud, agonizing moans. So guess what he did? He fled out that mother. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I can't take it. He ran out in the street. Like I said, this was all in the close neighbor. He ran the street and he was screaming. And so the neighbors are like, what is going on? They ran out in the street and they started, they were like, what's going on? And he said, oh, no, no, no. It's, it's just a bad dream. <laughs> That's what he told. And he said, and my wife's out of town. That's what he told me. It's a bad dream. My wife's out of town. I'm sorry. I, I had a bad dream. Wow. So did he tell someone at a later date what really happened to him? Hopefully. Why don't you listen to this shit? <laughs> Let him tell the story, Nah. So, Use the cocktail so, sticks. Use the cocktail. Use the cocktail sticks. <laughs> so, night after night, the hauntings continued with him screaming loudly, okay? Yeah. Every night he's screaming loudly. The neighbors are like, what in the hell is going on? Okay. So they started gossiping that, what if he killed his wife? But they were like, well, we're making this gossip, but where's the body? You know, we keep talking about the, remember it's 1800. He had to travel a little bit, you know? So she could have gone way out, we don't know. She could have gone overseas, it could have been a long time. So they didn't want to speculate. They were, it was just gossip at that point. So one day, all the neighbors that answered, all the neighbors' questions, excuse me, were answered because a customer who bought a piece of sausage bit into a piece of gold wedding ring. So this woman <laughs> called the police, and so when the police were notified, they immediately, boom, stormed the factory. So there they found. Mr. Physicist himself, Hans Mueller. <laughs> Mr. Sausage Physicist. Sausage I was physicist. not completely inaccurate. I will have you know. Obviously, this man is a master of the physics of sausage. He Okay. Hans is in the back room. He's in the back room. He's in a corner screaming and crying uncontrollably. Right. And he kept telling the police that his wife was coming out the sausage grinder to come get him. Oh, my God. So the police oh. said... We're not even taking you to jail. We're taking you to the nearest asylum. Based on the stories of the neighbors and what they saw and the woman biting into the ring, like they were like, the bet, we're not even, we're just bringing you to the asylum at this point. So at the asylum, Hans claims he was not alone because when he was in whatever room he was in, he shouted day and night that the ghost of his wife kept entering the room to come get him. Oh my 
God. But after suffering a complete just meltdown, just mental breakdown, he committed suicide in the asylum. Mm. All right, so what about the house now? What's going on? So, sausage while factor. he was in the asylum, yeah, sausage factory, yeah. yeah, while he was in the asylum, another man bought this factory. But the man who bought it kept saying that the wife's ghost continued to appear. What? So not only Hans used to see it, this guy in the factory used to see it. Wow. But after Hans committed suicide, the haunting ceased. Oh, Dunzo. Oh. And the, you want to know the kicker to this story? Remember Mrs. Rika Hoffman who told it that her mama yeah, yeah. knew him? This is her quote. My mother ate some of the sausages Mrs. Mueller was made into. Uh. <laughs> Boom. Uh. That's it. You can't not tell your family members about this. Right. right. You have to. I mean, so this has to be passed down. It has to be passed down. All the Hoffmans. How nasty. I wouldn't even, even if my mom would have ate the damn sausage, I'd have kept Mm -hmm. that to myself. That is nasty. Uh, Yellow journal. Unless you're looking for like serious cash. That's true. That's true. That's true. So that concludes the third story of the uh, Bookish podcast. Yeah. Thanks. So I hope, I hope every, yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed that. Um, I would hope that you would listen to this not only now, but maybe next Halloween and the Halloweens to come. Yeah. There's a lot more blood than I thought there would be. There's a lot more blood. There's a lot more stories. I, you know, we just don't want to go three hours like uh, certain other podcasts. We like to keep it short. We like to keep people intrigued. We like to change it up. We like to mix it up. People in Louisiana have a tend to hype. Oh, like for her- sure there's a hype. Create oh, hyperbole man. around. No question. Our, our famous care and our, and our not famous characters like we just we like to to kind of lean into it and embrace it we love telling people stories yeah yeah we also love people watching think about how many balconies are in new orleans very true people watching is a sport and a fine art around here yeah so Mr. Knock, would you tell people how they can find us? Oh, you can find us on uh, many different platforms on Facebook, Instagram. Just just look up things that say Brackish and Podcast and uh, put it in the search engine and then hit space in between them and then maybe put a V in front of it and you'll find us on yeah. Instagram, Spotify, Apple, uh, Apple, Google Play, Radio. And radio dot freaking com. Cliff got on radio.com. Cliff got us on radio.com. Boom. Yeah. He's unbelievable. Because we're just that good. The marketing guru that he is. But all these stories were great, man. And I love that they're all there. They're all. You can go visit each and every one of them. And the only one that's the building that's not there is the the one on St. Charles that's a hotel. Energy's still there. Yeah. But if you want to keep listening, keep going. Keep going. We're going to stick with we're, us. We're going back. We're going we're from gonna, Bookish to Brackish again yeah, for episode talk 11. Bullshit. No, we got 30 more minutes after this. Oh. So if you just want to stay and we'll play and, you know. Why don't we yeah. make some hay and make things out of clay? Yep. Yeah. <laughs>